Ah, the 1980s. I remember it fondly. I really do, actually. Um, let's uh, let's go back there again in this episode of the Attack of the B-Movies podcast, where I will be going over the New Zealand and United Kingdom production Battle Truck. Um, Battle Truck is... Wow, I got it in one of those top, like, oh, here's a hundred classics for nine bucks. Yeah, there's a reason there's there's a hundred of them for nine bucks. You find a gem here and there. Uh, Oddly, this falls into that category. So last last episode I did Slipstream, which everyone touted to me as this fantastic movie, and I just wasn't having it. Battle Truck, by all rights, should not be nearly as much fun or as enjoyable as it was for me watching it. It was filmed in New Zealand using local actors that I don't think I've ever known. And it was very much made to be like Mad Max that way, right? It was filmed in Australia. Uh, The only actor that is known, and I really don't know how he ended up in this movie, is John Ratzenberger. So the 80s seemed to be famous for post-apocalyptic films, only... Well, I guess the 2000s and the 2010s have been that way, too, only in the 80s it wasn't all zombies. Sometimes it was thermonuclear war, sometimes it was alien invasion, sometimes it was, you know, the climate ate itself or we destroyed it or whatever, where now it's zombies. Everybody does zombies. Every goddamn movie is the same thing these days. Anyways, I digress, and I'm sorry for sounding like an old man, but I am one now, so I I think I'm entitled. So Battle Truck takes place, like I said, after... thermonuclear war that was fought over depleting petroleum reserves which petroleum burns so nuking areas with petroleum reserves, ah, whatever so the little bit of petroleum that's left is clearly a precious commodity and it's it's constantly being fought over by warlords and, and mercenaries so this movie is about one of them, a, a guy named Straker who finds out that there's a vast supply of diesel fuel in a compound that is in an area that was thought to be radioactive, and it's in, in fact it's not. So they raid the compound, and they try to get. The, they're going to get the fuel, and there's some people there that are there from be- the beginning. And he um, orders his own daughter, Corley, to execute the previous owners. And Corley is actually an American actress, Anne McEnroe. I, I don't think I really know much that she's been in. Uh, Howling Two. Maybe? Did anyone? Wall Street? Beetlejuice? But I don't think she ever played any... I don't think she was ever, like, um, the big, uh, the, like, headliner. You know what I mean? But in this, she is actually one of the main characters. So anyway, she refuses to execute these guys, and she runs away from um, Straker's base camp, which he's now made where the petroleum is, because now you control the commodity, right? She ends up uh, running through the desert, which is funny because I've been to New Zealand. I don't remember there being much desert, if any. And she f- runs into this guy played by an actor named Michael Beck. Named, uh, his name's Hunter. He, of course, in, in traditional 80s fare, is a... Uh, well, you know what? Michael Beck was in the... In, um, oh, what was it? He was in The Warriors. He was in... Uh, what's that horrible movie, Xanadu? And what else was he in? He was in a few other things, but he was he wasn't he was in the Warriors. He played was it Swan? I believe he played Swan. Now that I think about his name, um, little trivia there for you. So she runs into him. He's an ex-soldier, and of course he's armed with a high-tech motorbike, very much like uh, Warriors of the Lost World. 
where the guy, or Warrior of the Lost World, where the guy has a high-tech motorbike that talks. Did I ever do that episode, that show? That one? Anyways. It's funny how I can stray off topic just by myself. That's why I need to co-host people. So, she's on the farm temporarily with them. He's keeping her safe for a little bit. And then he says, hey, I got a place you can go. There's a place called Clearwater Farm. It's a walled-off city. Uh, it's got a government that's very much like a traditional democracy, only it's pretty strict. The community loves her. She she fits right in. They, they embrace her. And then her father's cronies find her there. And for some reason, instead of just like offering money for her to come back or him talking to her, he decides to uh, attack the community. He has, her, he has his men attack the community. She um, takes off, understandably, because she doesn't want anything to do with her murderous father. And she um, goes back to Hunter's farm. So as the mercenaries are, are destroying and pillaging the city, they're torturing Rusty. And Rusty is John Ratzenberger. And as they're, you know, they're torturing him to find out where this Hunter guy lives, so he ends up telling him. And Straker then goes to attack Hunter's residence, and he's driving this giant truck, the battle truck, which is the whole plot of the story, right? So... He attacks the compound, or the farm, not really a compound, he attacks where Hunter lives. Hunter and Corley take off on his on his high-tech bike. They go back to Clearwater, and um, he asks Rusty to build him an armored car to fight the battle truck with. So Rusty and Hunter are, are and a few of the other townsfolk are busy trying to build this armored car. One of the residents decides, hey, I'm going to just knock out this Corley chick. I'm going to give her back to her dad and end it, end it now. Or Corley? 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 Yeah, I don't remember. So he knocks her out, puts her in a wagon, heads back to uh, find Straker. Hunter, of course, catches wind of this, and he tries to stop the guy. But I, the guy thought ahead somehow. I don't know. There's some plot holes here. Don't get me wrong. And had set up an ambush. There was an ambush all set up for, for Hunter. And as Hunter tries to stop him, he shoots him with a crossbow. So he thinks he's killed Hunter, and he ends up at uh, Straker's compound. So our hero, Hunter, does regain, does wake up, gets back to Clearwater, and uh, he gets healed up and everything. Rusty finishes the armored car, and Hunter takes off in it. So he attacks the HQ. He plows through a bunch of buildings and tents and... He finds the, the diesel tank, which is 50,000 liters, and he uh, drops a grenade in it, and then he he takes off. He just runs after that, because, shit, that's a lot of diesel blowing up. So Straker is now pissed off. Now he has, doesn't have the petroleum he, he wanted, and he uh, starts chasing him in the, uh, in, the, in the battle truck. The thing about the battle truck is the driver of the battle truck loves this truck. Like, it's his baby. He... He does not like it being abused, and, and the whole time this chase is happening, Straker is telling him, you know, rev the rev the engines up higher so the turbines are starting to overheat because it's turbine-driven. So him and Straker start, start arguing, and there's tension there now. So Hunter gets ahead of him because he gets ahead of him in the car, and then we find out that, oh, hey, the... the, um... The entire attack on the HQ was just uh, was just to lure the truck into an ambush. All the people of Clearwater are here. They're at they're in the they have the high ground in the words of Obi Wan Kenobi, 
And they have the motorcycle and a rocket launcher, which Hunter gave them. So they Hunter fires some rockets at the truck. Not much damage is caused, but enough to start a fire. So now the truck's on fire, and the driver and Straker now are, are really going at it. And the driver tries to kill Straker. Striker, well, he tries to kill Striker because he doesn't understand the reason he's destro why destroy the truck. The truck's something we need. So he kills the driver, and as the driver dies, he, uh... He falls over the steering wheel and hits the accelerator and floors it. And the truck's just out of control. So, I'm going to end there. There's not much more left. The rest is resolution. And it, it ends in rel relatively typical 80s fashion. And um, this is actually an enjoyable movie. I, I had fun watching this one. It, It's just... You gotta turn your mind off a little bit, but the plot is much more straightforward, much more makes much more sense than say Slipstream. I uh, would have liked to have seen like you know Mark Hamill in this one. He would have played a good bad guy for this. He would have been a great striker. Um, but yeah, no, this one this one was a much better watch. If you could find this one, I would check it out. But it's it's hard to find. It was it was distributed by New World Pictures. The production company was Battle Truck Films Limited. Come on, they've only made, like, a film, right? So, good luck on it. But if you can find it in one of those packs like I did, highly recommend it. Well, not highly, but I recommend it. It was a good time. It was, it, it was fun, and I, I enjoyed watching this one. This is what this is what a good B-movie should be. It shouldn't make me have to go, oh, my God, this is horrible. And uh, I know before I said I was going to mention something about this, and it slipped my mind. And this is kind of a shorter episode. The movie was a little shorter, too. It was only like an hour and a half. It went by quick. I mean, you figure the credits and everything, maybe 75, 80 minutes total. But it, it definitely was... They were going for like a... They were going for a Mad Max feel, right? I mean, it was 1980... What did I say? Two? And I gotta say, you don't see too many films from New Zealand. Beautiful country. Beautiful people. Love it there. If I ever have the money to retire there, I will do it. And I'll buy a battle truck, and I'll buy a farm, and yeah. Anyways, if you have the opportunity to check this one out, I, I recommend it. Um, I can't say the guy gets the girl, but it has it. The ending's all right. It's solid. It's it's somewhat typical, but nothing about this movie was bad. It was it was all enjoyable enough. It wasn't. Uh, well, I mean. $3 million budget, it, you know, it's not going to... Or no, box office was $3 million, I'm sorry. Its budget was got to be less than that. I don't know what it cost to make, but... So some of the effects aren't great, but well worth a watch. If you find it, go ahead and li uh, watch it, and um, yeah, I'll be back for another podcast soon. Thanks for listening.